Cyclone Tyrone all night if you up smash that black button. Welcome back in the Black Times of Penny Down. your host, Kazulu, proud to come to you live what? direct from the Vista. Smoke y'all fam with all the dankers of dank shit on my left, old ginger in the world, old ninja. Uh, a pimp, a hoe, and a drug dealer walk into a bar. <laughs> all right, all right, engineer on the ones and twos, joke people out on threes and fours, Kronos. A Comic-Con without Hollywood actually is pretty good, to be honest. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we got your boy Blue. I'm here, y'all. Be thankful. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, folks uh, in the chat and all that can can hear us and comment and all that. But give us some stats. I will give you some stats in a second. Sorry, I was uh, doing some stuff as all this is going on. So first in the chat is nobody because we were fucking we're late. So sorry about that. Um, there's a slight. Do you guys hear an echo at all? I do I not know. I do. That's fucking weird. And uh, listener of the week would be uh, Zor. So there you go. Z O R. Z zero R. Yes. Yeah. Z-Zero-R. Yeah. I asked him live in the chat how do you pronounce his name. He said it, it is Zor. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. So there you go. I gotta know more about Zor. Put it. Put stuff in the chat. Tell us about you know what it's like being Zor. I, I need to know. He's Zor a- sounds <laughs> interesting. So wait, hold on. Isn't Zor like an old eighties like? Cartoon show or old comic or something? No, am I, am I mistaken? That person, Zor, will have to let you know if he's in the chat. Yeah. Then he'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. But he ain't there yet. <coughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. He's one of my good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta. I'm pretty sure he's explained it to us before too. That's even worse. I mean, we're old, so yeah. You know, We'd be forgetting that. I, I got a mm-hmm. I got gray hairs and a receding hairline, so mm-hmm. oh, you can see my gray hair on the chat. Yeah. If you're well, watching, I can't see it. my camera's all frozen. <laughs> it's not frozen. Everybody else, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we can, I can see all y'all moving and grooving. I got I got the Twitch feed open, so I'm watching on there. It looks like the right categories on finally. So nice. Who we, I'm sorry. So he was a, Zor was a listener of the week. Um, Usually, this is about that time where we pour out something yellowish brown, frothy, sometimes warm, you know, going down the gutter. What are we doing? Oh, Ninja's got to hook us up. Yeah, uh, so this week, we're pouring out some uh, Miller High Life, 40 dog. Champagne of beers? What's up? The champagne of beers? If you say so. I, I mean, I guess that's a personal preference, but... MGD baby, you all the oh, anyway, make my stomach turn thinking about this shit. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna start off with uh, What's Tony. With MGD? I'm just saying, all those warm ass fucking forty dog beers. MGD, I mean, they don't. <laughs> MGD's not even that like they do the the. Uh, uh, Are they Nicole still around? Yeah, yeah, they're still around. Yeah, MGD they was my do... go to beer when I was in the Marine Corps. I would uh, I would drink at least one eighteen pack every two days. Because it Damn. was nine ninety nine at the PX with no tax, it was great. Damn, you weren't drinking that that Paps that Blue Ribbon because that's MGD, just MGD was better, but smooth. Yeah, everybody apparently people that are west or east of the Mason Dixon line were drinking Paps in, in like the gallons. All I know is I used to think Rolling Rock was very classy, and I'm still <laughs> that's, Rolling... that's the green bottle one, right? Mm-hmm. So, the horse. So those of you who are probably. 19 to 25 
Rolling Rock is basically American Heineken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> the other green bottle beer. Yeah, the green bottle. Beer. All right. Are they uh, still around? <laughs> yes, Rolling Rock is still around. They're on campuses all across the U.S. Okay, so we're going to start out with uh, Tony Bennett, who, who was an American jazz and traditional pop singer. Uh, he had many accolades, include, including 20 Grammy Awards, uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys, two Primetime Emmys. Uh, he was named an NDA Jazz Master and a Kennedy Center honoree and founded the Frank Sinatra School of the Arts in Astoria, Queens, New York. Uh, he sold them more than 50 million records worldwide and earned a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He fought in the final stages of World War II as a U.S. infantryman uh, in the, during the European theater. Right after he was finished, he developed his singing technique and signed with Columbia Records and had his first number one popular song with Because of You in 1951. Uh, he never changed his style. He believed that young people could enjoy his music, even given a chance. Uh, in the eight, in the actually in the aughts, I guess the aughts to current times, uh, he was performing with a lot more popular artists such as Billy Joel, Christina Aguilera, Aretha Franklin, Willie Nelson, Queen Latifah, and Lady Gaga. He is the oldest person to release an album of new material at the age of 95. Which got him into the world, the into the Guinness World Book of Records. In uh, February of 2021, uh, Bennett revealed that he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2016. Due to the progression of the illness, he continued to record, or to due to the slow progression of the illness, he was able to record and to tour and perform until he retired due to physical challenges, uh, which was announced after his final performances on August 3rd and 5th, 2021. Uh, he died at the age of 96, uh, I believe, last week. Hey, and then, real quick, shout out to Tony Bennett. Um, I didn't know this until after his passing, but uh, a lot of folks say that he was very supportive of the civil rights era in a time when that was very dangerous for him to do so. Um, and I give him props because that was very much against the zeitgeist of the 50s 60s and 70s and maybe the 2023s but uh big props for that uh springboarding off of that i'll give you a quote that he has said uh he he has said and i quote my life experiences ranging from the battle of the bulge to marching with martin luther king jr made me a lifelong humanist and pacifist and reinforced my belief that violence he gets violent, and that war is the lowest form of human behavior. End quote. So that is Tony Bennett because he lived through those eras of his life. He fought and he fought against Nazis, marched alongside Martin Luther King, and was able to and performed Sinatra style. Even though he's compared to Sinatra, he didn't like try to outdo or side. He tried to do his own thing, carve his own way, which he had and was able to perform. Until he was ninety fucking five. Ninety five. I might be wrong on this, but I think he did either a duet couple of songs or even an entire album with um the late uh Amy Winehouse. He did at least uh, a song. At least he did at least a duet. Okay. Uh, he's al he's also performed 
Uh, did he? Per- I don't know if he performed Whitney Houston. I think he might have, but I'm not. But yes, uh, he did do it. He's done numerous duets, but he's. I think he's only done full albums with like Amy Winehouse and Lady Gaga. I heard he did. Lady I heard he did a duet with uh, Sexual Chocolate, and it was awesome. God damn. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Tony Bennett went on tour with Lady Gaga. Like they had like a whole show performance well, that, that they were doing together. They do. But they also have an album together. It started with the duet, yeah, and then and then went onward because she was after Amy because with Amy Winehouse and Tony Bennett, that was a hit. That was a a very popular like duet single. That was very very popular, and uh, because of that, after Amy Winehouse had passed, Lady Gaga kind of stepped in and like she basically filled in for Amy, and mm. then it turned into this huge thing. You got to give props to somebody who was at the time, I think in his 80s then, mm-hmm. uh, to get down with newer pop singers. You know what I mean? Like, you don't usually fucking see that shit. You yeah, know? and, and his, that was part of his belief that yeah. if he can get younger talent to listen to his style of music, and it worked. It worked for him. He was able to sell. Yeah. And, and, and he was right. And he introduced people, people that would usually never listen to his music or didn't even know he existed. Because yeah. of working with popular artists, and I knew who he was because I'm old as fuck. But the fact that he was able to introduce a, a new generation to his style of like very like we're talking the great American um, what do they call it? The Great American Songbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you don't know, this is an actual book of songs from like early America that have been passed down for like centuries. It's it's not a canon book, I guess, but it's just like a traditional book of songs and show tunes that are added. I guess they add to it every so often. But a lot of stuff that Frank Sinatra was doing, a lot of stuff that Count Basie and other like very classical and famous artists, they would perform from this book. It's got everything in it, and it's still it's still out there today. I don't know where it's kept, but real quick fact for uh, folks who. Are getting older, uh, or even folks who are really young. Statistically, not all the time, but statistically, you're going to love the music you hear from age ten to twenty-five for the rest of your life. Like that's going to be your fucking jam. That's going to be your fucking favorite shit. As you get older, you tend to get into less new fucking music. You know what's interesting? I had this conversation today with, uh, with with Kay, and it is about like the growing up in the 90s um because you know i it's weird because i know people that were born in the 90s and they call themselves 90s kids Uh and i'm like i don't consider them 90s kids like at all and it's like it's very weird because like it's like i don't call myself a 70s kid because i don't i didn't grow up in the 70s you know what i mean like i was born in the 70s yes but i grew up in the 80s and 90s and i consider myself a 90s kid and so when I hear somebody say like, oh, I'm a 90s kid and they were born in the 90s, it's like, what the fuck do you know about the 90s? Like, yes, you might know some of the music from the 90s, but you definitely were not like, you weren't that affected by the culture Aware. the way that yeah. I was when I was actually alive and like had conscious consciousness in the 90s. Yeah. And, and it's very weird for me to hear that. And it's like, and it's not even like this. I think this is, this shows how much of how like the 90s is like really, um, like a fulcrum point, not really a fulcrum point, but it's like, it's a really, it's a sticking point for like a lot of American society um, Um, because it was so substantial. 
And I think that when you hear like these boomers kind of downplay the 90s, it's like, no. Like the 90s was like a very, it's, it's one of the most significant decades fucking ever. And for somebody to try to tell you that it wasn't, they're just flat out wrong. And don't get me wrong, there's been, in previous generations, yeah, they had wars and shit like that, and they had all this other, but the 90s was, it was something else. Like, the, the internet coming up, the change of technologies, um, the changes of, of our, like, social hierarchy, and, like, there's a whole bunch of shit that happened, good and bad, um, that just, it changed the world, you know? And not for, and not negatively. It was mostly positive. Um, Raji, do you have, like, Chris Brown playing in your background? Somebody Sorry, <laughs> you know how my household is. Probably. Yeah, I know. I'm like, who's who's out there getting it over there? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, so, you don't have headphones? Sorry, headphones. I'll, I'll yeah, well, I'll handle it. I can barely it's barely picking up on my end. So really, you can't hear that. I, I mean, it's, getting it's, stabbed, but I mean, you know, people getting no, stabbed, no. getting stabbed. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it happens. It happens. I get it. Uh, so continuing with the RIP list, and speaking of the '90s. Uh, we have Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, that was today. That was fucking amazing. That was today. Well, not uh, amazed. I was saddened by that. Yeah, so Sinead O'Connor was an Irish singer who made famous for singing of Prince's Nothing Compares to You. She found early success in the 1987 release of her debut album, The Lion and the, the, Lion and the Cobra, which achieved gold status and earned her a Grammy nomination for Best Female Vocal Rock Performance. Uh, her international breakthrough came with the release of the second album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got, which included the arrangement of Nothing Compares to You, a song written by Prince, and he released under his side project, The Family. But O'Connor's rendition reached number one in several countries and remained atop of the charts in Ireland for 11 weeks. That's a long time. Uh, the song earned her a Grammy nomination for Record of the Year, as well as another Best Female Vocal Rock Performance nomination. Uh, she went on to release eight more albums and was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Music Video uh, Long Form for her live concert VHS. V, I, yes, I said VHS. You run the tape. Uh, Year of the Horse in 1990. Her 1996 song Famine also received a Grammy nomination for Best Music Video Short Form. In 2012, the song Lay Your Head Down, which she performed for the soundtrack of the film Albert Knobs, received a Golden Glow nomination for Best Original Song. The album won her a Grammy for Best Alternative Music Performance. Uh, she has been plagued by controversy since uh, since 1993, pretty much, and O'Connor ripped a picture of the Pope into pieces while singing an a cappella version of Bob Marley's War on Saturday Night Live. Uh, as a protest against sexual abuse within the church, NBC received 4,400 4, complaint calls that day of the next day. Uh, she also wrote a letter to Miley Cyrus in 2013 about not letting the record industry, quote unquote, pimp you out. Uh, she also shared plans to uh, she, she shared plans to tour in Australia, New Zealand in 2024 and in Europe and the United States and other territories in 2025. She had an album coming out in 2024, but unfortunately she died today at the age of 56. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. like the controversy with her tearing up the picture. That basically killed, killed her career. I do. Was when she tore, tore the picture of the Pope up. And then look, you know, years later, like how much controversy even still to this day. 
about, you know, these priests, you know, raping, you know, little kids. And they just move them around like fucking chess pieces. And they, just, they hide them. And it's, and it's fucking wrong. And the fact that she got her career destroyed over something that was 100% true um, is pretty messed up. And it shows, like, the power that that organization has. And uh, it's, it's pretty unfortunate that, that that occurred. And that, I mean, beyond her career, but the fact that little kids' lives are getting destroyed daily. And people just, they'll, they'll talk about drag queens and fucking, ha- and, and reading time, but not about, you know, priests, you know, sexually assaulting kids. Um, Can I say this real quickly? Um, I also find it interesting that uh, a lot of people get bent out of shape over, like, in Muslim, majority Muslim countries, when the Prophet Muhammad is depicted and then there's a lot of protests and a lot of anger and riots and all of that other stuff because it's against that religion and all that got it she tore up a photo and christianity isn't necessarily known for being so uh sensitive about all of its high priests that a photo or depiction uh usually drives people crazy or it's super super du- uh, duper taboo but this was like a third rail for her Cronus is right it, it did derail her career i think she knew it was going to derail her career she didn't give a fuck she wanted to send a political message the right one that hey you know obviously all the sexual abuse and the hiding of it is completely wrong it's happened for decades after after decade but um uh, i just found that interesting that you know there's a lot of christians that would swear that uh, you know, depicting a religious figure or high priest or whatever isn't um, isn't controversial, or even protesting a, a pope or whatever isn't controversial, no big deal. But she proved that that was bullshit in a lot of ways. And I remember being a thirteen-year-old, I guess, and watching that episode live of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I, I didn't understand. Yeah. I was like, "Who is this person? Why is she turning out the picture?" Mm. And then, like years later. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh. I knew that next week, but I'd know who was in the picture. Bro, I was like, you're like fucking 50 million years old. Of course you know. Yeah, but I, I, would, I wasn't fucking paying attention to who the fuck was in the picture. I don't know who the fuck that was. I'm, I don't follow that particular faith. But, I wonder uh, if, she did that, if she did that now, like say like wait, it you, was now time. You, they would consider her, I guess, woke by her doing that or something. There would yeah. some kind of controversy they just on her I, actions, not what she did. You got to back up. Old Ninja... If someone shows you a picture of the Pope in the Pope gear, you don't recognize that? Is that what you said? I didn't I didn't recognize so what all I saw was her tearing the picture. I didn't see who was in the picture. I was just like oh, okay. why is she tearing why is she tearing this picture and who the fuck was that? Probably, I didn't see the robes or nothing. To be fair, old ninja is probably Yahweh. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's not gonna understand these, you know, n- you know, fake idols. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, my, my favorite thing ever is when the AI did the uh, picture of the Pope in the fucking bubble jacket with the uh, yeah. uh, uh, what was it the the diamond encrusted gold chain and shit oh, and my with the little skull cap that was great that was perfect that was peak uh, That's oh what I, I wanted be used for. I wanted to add that last year we reported that about her son her son Shane who went missing for a while, he was found dead because he was he was having some uh, mental health issues 
uh, as she has stated herself that she was going through as an adult, or actually as a teenager through her adult life, she'd suffered through some mental health issues. But her son did too. Apparently, he committed suicide last year, literally at the age of 17. And uh, I think it was summer in 2022. It just says 2022, but I remember we reported on this briefly. Did they say what, yeah. what was their call to death yet? I don't know. No, I mean, she just happened today. today. Yeah, it just happened today. So, so. Yeah, real quick too, um, you know, just to point out with Sinead O'Connor, um, and, and uh, Old Ninja kind of alluded to this, but the Irish national, like she's seen some shit when it comes to the that country being a Catholic majority country, and some of the you know downright religious flat out wars and terrorism that's happened. In yeah. our lifetime. She knew about Irish car bombs before it was a fucking drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's I think it's important to fucking mention that. Like it wasn't, oh, you know, here's just some random girl from Boston tearing up a Pope. No. She grew up during the heyday of some Protestant versus Catholic fucking terrorist war in Ireland. Like let's call things what they are and put it into that context. And then the other thing I'll mention quickly too. Um, you know, she was seen as very radical, even for her hairstyle, which is super low cut and sometimes all the way bald. And at the time, that was for a pop star, a female pop star at that. Uh-huh. You never saw that shit. You know, like that yeah. was that was kind of off the hook, too. The hair, the haircut was like iconic, too. Like it was refer- like when a girl got a haircut short, you just referred to as the Sinead O'Connor haircut. Yep, if it wasn't um, either that or um, G.I. Jane. I mean, that's the reason why Will Smith got slapped, or other way around, Chris Rock got slapped. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's weird when um, it's like this. That's a very like Eurocentric thing. Is like having the the long hair. I think that uh, other ethnic groups really don't care <laughs> about long hair. Um, but yeah, like having that that like feminine long hair thing. It's just like it's so the fact that they attach the long hair with fem- with like a feminist thing. It's like it's our feminine thing is, is very weird to me because you can still look feminine without having long hair. Like if that's the look you're going for. So yeah, but I'll even say this. It depends on, you know, Europe isn't a monolith. I mean, the Norse folks as a whole loved having long reddish or blonde hair. And then you got a whole lot of native American tribes with long hair and a lot of Indian. I mean, it depends, you know, hair is such a, an interesting thing to depending on the culture that we're talking about but i do know for american or western rather pop stars yeah at early 90s late 80s you didn't see none that looked like her no i gotta go back and listen to her music remember nothing compares to you it was like a great song but i, I can guarantee you if i listen to it today it mean it means something different because i remember mm-hmm. like if you if you're when these songs came out when we were kids, like they they might have sound sounded catchy, but we didn't really understand. At least me, I didn't understand like the lyrics. Didn't listen to the lyrics. Yeah, well, you might have you might have heard, but you didn't like understand. You know what I mean? Um, there's like a lot of songs I go back and listen to now, and it's just, like, wow. Like when when I go back and listen, I remember like back in the day, I used to think that like Ice Cube songs, I didn't understand like his his music like that much. I remember some like today is a good day. I get that song, or I got that song back in the day. But there was other songs where I just like I didn't really understand, but I liked like how he was saying it, mm-hmm. and like now it's like oh shit, like I understand exactly what the fuck you're talking about now, for the most part. Um, there's some shit obviously I don't agree with Ice Cube about, but that's okay. Like a lot of shit that he was talking about though was like 
it's some legit heavy shit that you know a 12 13 year old probably should not understand at all (laughs) so but now i now i get it my favorite was the uh whoop there it is song which was all about uh djs at magic city talking (laughs) about seeing the pussy after a mm-hmm. woman was flashing it or whatever on stage. Yeah. And then it became this great, like, number one song that nobody kind of tied to stripping and showing Poontang. Yeah, I remember seeing them in Great America. <laughs> yeah. Tag, yeah, team. Tag team. Tag team. Again. <laughs> remember that song? Uh, what was that song about? It was about a dude that was dancing with some woman on the dance floor and he got a heart on and she noticed it. The fuck was that? Feel a little bump oh. coming through yeah. on you. It's close. It's close. It's too close. Oh. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, you know, shit happens sometimes. I, I live <laughs> I live that song. Oh, I'm, I'm a senior ball. I was dancing with a girl, and like, yeah, that yeah. song is playing, and it and it happens. I was but like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> also, it's kind of I don't know. It's a messed up song if you think about it. It's yeah, like, it is. Especially well, like it's, it's only messed up if the if the woman was like, ew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she didn't. That's not her kind of night. Well, it's not even that. It's not even that. The words that he says. He thought, uh, "Don't try to fight it. You're, you, uh, you know, it's not about right. like you did it. You know, you don't. You know, you oh, don't did, did it. it. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like super rapey vibes in like a lot of older songs. Yeah. Especially in like what was the, was it the Jodeci or or Belle DeVoe song? I think it was, it, it was Belle DeVoe. The uh, underage part. Yeah. Backstage underage. Yeah. yeah backstage yeah, so. underage. It's much hard to argue with me. Like, oh, well, underage can mean, like, no, underage means 18 in America. We all know this. They're from America. They were below 18. And then he's talking about getting a fucking condom. So he's fucking an underage girl. And it's in a the, song that's very popular. The worst or, thing is, or, or depending the song on... was written by R. Kelly. Yeah. But yeah. Depending, on, depending on the state, it could be, as we've already talked about on this show, it could be under 15. Still, well, I mean... Which is even worse. As, like, an older guy... I think I might have talked about this before on the podcast, but like if, if you're like below probably like at this point twenty seven, maybe even thirty, like you're too young for like if I was single, you're too young for me. Yeah. Like it's just you don't have a lot of life experience. I don't I don't and what it comes down to is like if something bad happened to you, I don't think you could figure it out. <laughs> and I'd be fucked up for me to say, but uh there's a lot of other shit that I just don't want to deal with. Um, and it, it might sound fucked up, but, and also it's like the, the fact that I have like so many more resources than other people. Um, I don't know. It just seems kind of like unfair, you know? And I, I find it gross when like you see like a, like a, like a 25 year old dating like a, an 18 year old or a 30 year old dating, especially a 30 year old dating an 18 year old or somebody that's like in their early twenties or like late teens. It's like, what the fuck? Like you can't find somebody like your own age. Like it's to me, it's weird. Might sound weird to y'all. It's all good. I'll be. You know, it's not that. It's not weird, but I also want to say this. I can, I can understand that sometimes it doesn't have to make sense to me from a relationship standpoint. As long as everybody's an adult, you know, more power to you. But I will say for me. I'm getting older, and if I, let's say I have some terrible uh, health issues all of a sudden, I want you not to freak out and know exactly. what the fuck to do. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, like, if I might legit break my fucking hip, you going to be there for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and also, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask Prodigy, yo, if, uh, 
when your daughter hits 18 and like some, you know, 27 year old decides to try and date her, like, what, how would you feel about that? I mean, look, it's not that I would love that. I get how that's a very, very ugly scenario. I, I get it completely. What I will say, though, is when so, when two people are grown and we're outside of that whole legal area, it's... That's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's up to those two people. Hopefully, she'd be treated right, hopefully all those other things, but I also think it's not a wise decision. I wouldn't be this supportive, happy, happy dad, but, you know, let's say she's 28 and the guy's 58. That, yeah, that's, that's a little different. But you I mean, know? It's, it's still a large age gap, but at least, you know, I think at 28, you're at least very near getting your shit together. Hopefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also knowing how Mentally to get that money because that dude's going to die before you do. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, flip, the, flip on a banana peel and break his hip. The weird <laughs> fucked up part is, uh, and but you're right that you could be completely broke at 18, or you could be selling feet pics at 18, 19 years old and be making six figures. I mean, you don't you know. Could. Yeah, but it still comes down to like, would you take care of me when I'm broken? Yeah, yeah. And the answer is usually no. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what like because like the shit that I went through. But y'all know what happened, what I went through in the past couple months. Like if I was in my 20s, I don't know if I would have done that all that. You know what I mean? Like to be honest, because I, mean, I was immature. Yeah, and I will also say this because it doesn't get talked about a lot, but it still certainly goes on. There's guys who are 21, 20, 18, 19 who are dating 35, 38 year old, 48 year old women. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's very for me. It's like it's not gender specific. Because yeah. like I see like the cougars out there getting the getting the young ones, and like mm-hmm. I, I think that it's 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 still wrong, but it has less of a like sexual assault vibe to it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I definitely hear you. I just I feel like I, I have to point it out just because we've seen so many cases that don't get talked about about like those high school teachers, junior yeah. high teachers. Yep. Yeah. And and boys, you know, who literally do get raped and preyed upon. They do. And for the most Having babies part, with their teachers. Yeah, and for the most part, the public looks the other way. Uh, the judge looks the other way. There's not. There's not. There's a slap on the wrist if anything. And it's rape, <laughs> like plain and simple. Yeah. You know. I don't know. That All right. Fucking we, hard we, turn. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we took. Yeah. <laughs> We, have, we, we haven't even got started. We, we just we started, barely got through the RIPs. Well, Ninja has something else to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, so last Wednesday, uh reason why I wasn't here because uh Sensei Old Ninja has left this world. My father, he uh, he had passed that, that afternoon, so I couldn't be here on the past. So he... Uh, he lived longer than his father, and that was, uh, I guess, a fear. I think a fear. A lot of intelligible black men. I do. Are kind of thinking about now, like, am I going to live longer than my dad, or will I die before my dad? Will I die before either of my parents? It's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, he lived longer than his father, which what he was afraid was not going to happen. Uh, he was sixty-seven. Uh, he passed at his home at the time, so uh, they're actually he's still in a medical examination phase. So because he didn't die at a hospital, they have to do like a preliminary kind of 
examination. They don't call it an investigation unless they unless they think child play was involved, which pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, he lived he lived in like uh, what is it we say? Some people call it the armpit of California, kind of. Like the Fresno area, uh, kind of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Central Valley. Yeah, well, he lived in Kern County, okay, which yeah. is there, still out there. Valley. Yeah, it's still central, but I mean, because he's close to Fremont. But it's it's we're talking out there. Temperatures get to almost one twenty, mm-hmm. and 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 we're talking like a pretty metropolitan city is out there. Like those people who live in Arizona or Tucson, where it gets like one twenty out there, and y'all are just like, oh, this is fine. No, it's not fine. It's a terrible condition. But it was hot out there that day, and uh, he had some underlying health issues as well. But he was a man. He was. It was strange because he was one of those um, men that we talk about today, where they didn't really show a whole lot of affection, or maybe didn't know how. He came from a very large family. He had nine brothers and sisters, and he was the oldest out of all of them. So. Wow. He felt like he had to be more of a leader than, uh, I don't know, than like, I guess, a loving brother and a father figure to some. Um, he was really, really, really about business because he had his own business for a short while with his father. Um, he was the kind of man that had like, was it where your 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 ambition is longer than your reach type thing because when he the business he started was a courier like a courier business and he felt that at the time this one dhl uh came about that was it the i forgot what dhl sounded they're basically a courier network across the world but he felt that they were doing it wrong and that he was going to overtake them that's how big his dreams were when he started his his business but unfortunately some things had happened to him that derailed that whole whole dreams and he kind of like stopped pursuing that kind of stuff. But yet he still talked to me as if he was giving out like a economics or business like horses or whatnot. So it's very weird because a lot of people say that I'm mysterious, that I like to keep things close to chest. And I think I, I definitely got that from him. So there are things about my father that I didn't really know. I'm still finding out to this day. Because he played things close to chess. Um, I didn't know until I was like 18 that he could play basketball. All he talked about was business. And all of a sudden him and my, my grandfather are running routes on the on the court. I was like, what the fuck? Where did these come from? Never seen you two be athletic at all. And then uh, he, uh, he just kind of kept trying to give me sage advice. Like definitely advice on how to be a leader. He used to say to me, I'm sure y'all have heard this too. When he did, he'd say, you know, you're a leader, not a follower. Don't be like them. You carve your own path. Um, he had the same mentality kind of as Cronus does about business. Like he was tired of working for other people and making them money when he felt like he could do that. So he started his own business. So he had that kind of mentality. That was the kind of man my dad was. So, yeah, so I'm going to say Oh, Ninja. Mm. RIP to your dad. But also, if you want to know mm. what DHL means, it's Dalsey, Hill Bloom, and Lynn. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I could have sworn it had something to do with international stuff. But yeah, I know I, I did. It it I thought it meant dick hanging low. <laughs> oh. 
Damn. In a, in a right. van. So now I know how Bang Bus started. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's the real me and VHL. Actually, we're going to change the name of the podcast to that. The real me and VHL. It was going to be uh, Old Ninjas, probably Yahweh, but the real me and VHL is better. There you go. Props, you to, you. props to your dad, man. Um, condolences to your family. You know, hey. Yeah, man. It's yeah, not, it's not easy losing a family, especially when it's your parents. Like your parents are like the cl- first person you see when you're born, basically, and just having losing them is it's not easy. It's definitely they're, they're a, definitely higher than a a class celebrities. Oh yeah, they are. They're your first celebrities. Yeah, I mean, first you, funeral, everything, everything. It's just weird because all these people are trying to ask me questions or tell me how to handle this situation. So it's very strange to me. Where it's like handling like someone affairs that you have, they're an adult. They are they live their own life. So it's like, well, now I have to come in and like tie up their affairs, basically, like end all the stuff that showed that they existed in the country. So very strange. For me. I, 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 I mean, I think all of our dads on here on this podcast, they're all they've all passed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get to this mm-hmm. point to where, you know, you're when, when your parents, any either one of your parents, both of my parents have now passed. And you get to this point in your life where it's like, um, nobody, first of all, nobody talks about what it's like, really, until, until your, you know, parents pass, nobody talks about what it's like when your parents pass, usually. Um, and so when you get to that point and your parents pass, like, I found myself at least like wholly unprepared. Um, of, of what it would be like to have my, my, my parents pass away. My, my mom, I knew though, I knew it was coming. Um, but my dad, it was like totally out of nowhere. I talked to the guy the day before. And it, was, it was fucking weird. And uh, I, I don't think that as we age that people realize like how important it is to have a parent even as you age. Yes, your parents are super important as you grow up as kids because um, you know obviously you need to learn from them and you get all these skills from them and you kind of your, your personality grows from both of your parents, you know, and then you know as you move out, you still need your parents for like advice, um, and I think that people don't put as much value as they should when it comes to that advice because, you know, when you're in your early, excuse me, twenties and you know late teens, like you don't you don't value their opinions anymore because you just want to get the fuck out and you want to you know start your own life, but your parents still have like a lot of valuable opinions to, to give you and like sage knowledge. Um, and unfortunately for, for a lot of, a lot of people, like they just don't recognize it until they get a little bit older. And when you get a little bit older, um, you know, that's, you have less time with them and, and it's terrible. And nobody thinks about that usually like how much time you have left with your parents. Um, to, to really help you out. And it's not even just, it's just like little shit, you know, just like, I, I wish that I could have like went back and like talked to my parents about like what it was like when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And now that's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can never talk to him about that again. I can never talk to him about like, like a lot of shit. And it's fucked up. Um, so if you listen to this podcast and your parents are still alive, like call up, talk to them, talk, ask them how it was like when you were a baby, when you were a kid, talk to them about what it was like when they were kids yeah. and see what, um, 
what the the milestones in in their lives were because they had a life before you did and it shaped them to be the parent that they were to you mm. uh so yeah just talk to your parents more you know and i i know it's easy to just like not talk to them i do the same thing like I, my my stepdad is still is still alive and i should probably talk to him more and you know after this podcast um actually i talked to him today but before that it's been a while now, I'm gonna change that, and hopefully, my listeners to this talk to your parents more. And one of the one of the worst feelings to have after someone passed away is thinking like, I wish I would have talked to him more. Yeah, like just that guilt, kind of. It doesn't eat at you, but it's like, God, I wish I had just a little bit more time. Like when my dad passed away, like I really wish I had more time with him just to learn more of. I mean, because if you if you're if you're a fan of the podcast, like I only knew my dad for like the last 10 years of his life because you know he was he wasn't in my life growing up i found him when i was 30 but uh yeah i just wish i mean even though i knew i had limited time like i wish i had a hat had more time in it but there was like things that got in the way but yeah if you have if your parents are still around try to spend more time with them as you can because you never know let me let me add this to it um and i agree with everything you guys just said uh it's really fucking hot and like especially the central valley and arizona and yeah. southwest and whatnot heat kills more people than floods and hurricanes okay, yep. it's and the number one <laughs> it's the number one and everything else is a distant second or third like combined heat is a serious killer because it actually affects the medications that you take hmm. and so just uh, like it affects them from a chemical standpoint and like atomically and whatnot. All I'll say is this: uh, heat is really hard on the on the very young, and it's very hard on the elderly, and mm. especially if you have underlying uh, health conditions. Take care of people. Uh, take care of yourself. It's hot as fuck throughout most of this country, and uh, and even for our international fucking listeners, heat is a killer that people don't or people sometimes underestimate it makes your brain not fucking work right people don't hydrate well heat is a fucking motherfucker uh, and yeah. uh, be aware uh, of it i just turned my ac on if you heard in the background i'm just saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll put up my window uh on that note getting hot here um, like nelly said yeah so on that note um we don't i don't we don't know cause of death as of yet we won't i won't know for another two weeks so I'll be like, once the the coroner's office contacts me, they'll I should have a report for me or whatnot. But the thing is, in 2009, his middle brother died because he was in the heat exposure. What had happened, he had gotten drunk and passed out behind like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, it was 120. He yeah. was 120 that day, and he someone tried to wake him up. He got up for like a second, and he went back to sleep because he was drunk as fuck. And he died because of the heat exposure. Yeah, Dude, my 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 great great grandmother she passed away because of heat. Like she was working out in her backyard and she fell, and there was nobody around to help her, and she just died and died on the died in her backyard. It was uh, like they found her. She was still like just laying on the ground. Damn, man. yeah. It it's it's one of those things where especially for elderly people don't really think about it, but every fucking summer it's hot as fuck. And, um, yeah, heat smoke is real. This year is the hottest on record so far. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. when, when I say on record, it means human record. So yeah, if you want to be contrarian and be like, oh, well, we had the Ice Age. Well, we weren't fucking on record back then, okay? They didn't have fucking thermometers. So in modern human history, this is the hottest year on record. And modern humans are not designed to deal with this sort of heat, especially in certain areas. So I expect this year to have a record amount of heat deaths, especially like in places like Arizona, where the last time I checked, it was at least 20 days straight of 110 degrees or above. And at nighttime, it didn't fall below 100. God damn. That is hot as fuck. Yeah. Uh, same thing in the Sacramento area. So where it's been 80 or something in the Bay, it's been 90 to 110. I think the hottest has been is 110. No, it's been hot. It's it's been, been it hasn't been hotter than that. Yeah, when I was out there for my for my cousin's kid's oh, birthday, right, yeah. it was it was easily my my thing went up to 116. I was yeah, like, this is uh, fucking impossible. Yeah, I got a solution for you guys. You know what? Y'all should come down to San Diego. I'm just saying it has not hit 100. I was, I was, <laughs> I was just right fucking there. I was just fucking there. I was there three weeks ago. Were yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he came. He came through. Why well, didn't? I, wait a minute. What? You couldn't make it because you had some stuff going on. Okay, I did. Yeah. Yeah, but right. I I did see Prodigy. We went out. Uh, did we we bought we went to a brewery. Did you buy stuff from the brewery? Which one? Like, uh, uh, it was in Little Italy. It was some in Little rando, Italy. yeah, rando okay. spot. The, it, the one it was cool though. The one thing I'll say, I'll say too though. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm I love drinking, hanging out. I get it. I get it. But alcohol. Like you were saying with your great uncle or whatever, her old ninja. Oh uh, my, my brother! It's my father's brother. Yeah. yeah, isn't that your great uncle? Uncle, your uncle. Regular uncle. My, uncle. My, great, my great, my great uncle. He's. I have a couple of them. They're still alive. Oh, great okay. uncles. My great uncles are my grandmother's brothers. Yeah, my uh, my bad. But so you're with your uncle, but folks underestimate. Like, okay, you're used to drinking a few beers, having a few shots, but it's like seventy. That's a whole different world when it's, when it's 120, man. That's... Mm-hmm. Well, see, I've been acclimated in other, other parts of the world. I've gotten drunk as shit in fucking Qatar when it was like 120 degrees. Actually, that was a bad day because I was in the pool all day. And then I remember I, I woke up on the <laughs> I woke up on the floor of the bathroom in my hotel room. Damn. And somebody brought my shoes to me. And I was like, I had shoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, the worst to me is always when it's like a place like New Orleans or oh. Georgia or Florida where it's it's humid as fuck. Humid too. Yeah. Humid oh, will zap God. the fuck out of you. If you're drinking and it's oh, humid yeah. and it's hundred yeah. degrees, yeah. Fuck that noise, man. Dude, I I don't, I don't even want to go into what happened to me in Louisiana. Like <laughs> drinking and drinking down there was was a bad idea for for blue. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling and arguments going on, and me almost getting tased. I remember yeah. the story. I a remember. And, and, a, this is and a, the ghetto story. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Oh, I remember this fucking story. Holy shit, that shit Bruh. is wild. This was yeah. like the, literally the longest RIP ever. And also, <laughs> sage, and also sage advice. Same, yeah. Sage advice. Uh, After school specials. Let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it moving. Where would you like to go? I get Project is gone. He's got he's got to take care of some adult shit. be back. You gotta um, go pee pee. Where, where are we going? <laughs> uh, well, well, we should talk about what you experienced this past weekend. What did you yeah. attend and what the fuck? 
That's what everybody wants to know. Well, yeah, biggest thing that happened I, last week. Uh, I got chlamydia, and I'm just kidding. And there's a pill for that now. There is a pill for that. Um, so, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, the big one. Yeah, 2023. Was, yeah, was this uh, this past weekend, or like last week, because it started on Wednesday. I didn't go on Wednesday, though. I started going on Thursday, and it was actually really interesting because I didn't know how to. So usually for Comic Con, I'm, I'm looking for interviews, I'm looking for certain panels and stuff like that. Um, but this year, because of the SAG after strike, I knew it was going to be kind of different, so I kept it kind of loose. I knew there were some things I wanted to go to, like the uh, the Spider Man Two the game uh, panel mm. and a couple other things. But beyond that, I. I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable like trying to secure interviews with any kind of actors when I knew that uh, the strike was on. And you know, Marvel had pulled out um, a whole bunch of other. You know, Max, HBO pulled out a whole bunch of other places like pulled out because of the strike. Um, but what I can tell you, uh, with no hesitation, really, this was um, a great con. Still, I think honestly that the the past few like i want to say almost decades at least a decade of comic cons has been so focused on hollywood that we kind of forgot what comic con was all about and it's about the fucking comics comics <laughs> yeah so uh this year because of all the cancellations uh the floor of comic con was was more packed and because it was more packed, I, I saw like a bunch of more independent comics booths, um, way more packed. And it was great to see. And like seeing people going to Artist Alley was fucking insane. Like I, I, oh, I did a, a couple of vlog videos, which I'll put out eventually. I just got to edit them. But like me even like looking at Artist Alley, I was like, fucking no. Like it was like it was too many goddamn people like trying to get shit done, which is so this this must have been great for the comic and artist industry industry that were mm-hmm. that were at Comic Con because of the fact that Hollywood Hollywood was not there. And honestly, in the future, I, I think there should be less of an emphasis on Hollywood and more of an emphasis on the actual people that Hollywood um kind of imposed upon and used their works to, you know, make movies and TV shows about because these are the original like people that did it, and it it was a good thing. Uh, even though I don't like crowds that much, but it was still cool. Uh, let me tell you, t- let me I guess secondary thing like the the best thing about Comic Con for me, which I did a whole separate video about. Um, if you, I'll tell you at the end like where to look it up. But uh, Bunny Man, who's been on the podcast more than a few times, uh, we did a, a podcast series called Black and Yellow. I haven't talked to this dude in a year, a legit year. And last week, I was trying to get him on the podcast because um, all you guys were gone for various reasons, which is fine. We, we, we all got shit to do. And obviously, y'all know what Odin just went through, which is fucking terrible. And so I, I sent a text to, to Bunny Man. I was like, hey, man, um, you know, we, we haven't talked in a while. You want to catch up? And I didn't, get a, I didn't get a message back until after I did the solo podcast. After the podcast, this dude tells me, uh, "Oh, I'm at I'm at Comic Con." I was like, "Bruh, like, I'm I'm here. Like, I live close to Comic Con, and I have a press pass, so you know, let's meet up." So he's like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's meet up." And he says, "Let's like let's meet at some random ass booth." 
I'm like, at a booth? <laughs> at first, I was like, that's fucking weird as shit. Like, why are we meeting at a booth? So I, I go to the booth, and I, I couldn't find him for a while, and I sent him a couple texts, and he's like, uh, this is where he's at. So I, I found where he was at. This motherfucker is the CEO of Oniforce, and it's like an anime uh, slash NFT slash comic book company. All right, and that's he's the fucking CEO, and I'm like, dude, like what? So we're like catching mm-hmm. up, and I was like, and it's like really cool, like um, grab. Oh, do I have them right here? Oh, they're on my scanner. Hold on, give me a sec. Sure, that's really good for him. Good for Bunny Man. That's hot shit. Yeah, and I like. I mean, it's funny because Blue has done some work for Bunny Man, where he's like. That's a film work for him. Because when I see him, he's usually doing film. Like, he was working for the Golden State Warriors. He's, like, yeah. one of their photographers. He's a legit, like, you know, director. And so mm-hmm. it's, like, really cool to see him, like, kind of blow up like this. Like, being the fucking CEO of, of a company and, like, running it r- rather rather well. So this is uh, this is Oniforce. This is this is his shit. Um, yeah, that's fate. Also with Bunny Man, last thing last thing I heard from him was that he was trying to start like a kind of like a a comic book I mean, sharing situation. It, he did to like uh, to help uh, kids read, learn to read. Yeah, and, which is really cool. And yeah, so anyway, at at, at Comic Con we met up, and like he's the CEO of Money Force, and I was like, dude, this is cool. So like we were hanging out for a while, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna have an after party. You know, and I was like, well, "Like, where's your after party?" And it's funny because, like, after he told me that, I was like looking through like my press emails, and yeah, Oni Force was like one of the people, or Devils Do, which is like the the distributor. Uh, I had a, a few emails from them, and I was like, I had no idea that he was even a part of them, and so I got to go to like, I was like, "Yeah, man, I, I like, can I go to the after party?" He's like, "Yeah, man." So he invited me. He's like, "Yeah, I'll put you on the list." This dude gave me fucking VIP VIP access. Uh, <laughs> cool as shit and uh yeah i had a really good time is that a place i was already at it was called uh the wonder museum which if you're in uh, the san diego area definitely check out as like this really cool like digital artwork area um like what right when you walk in they have like a like this cool like digital floor that's laid out and when you take a step it like has like these effects that on the floor when you take a step it's like it's really cool and a whole bunch of other like digital artwork and stuff so it was dope um, just hanging out with that dude again was cool. He's just like he's a really interesting dude. Um, I'm gonna have him on uh, the podcast again because we we I I interviewed him a couple times when I was there because the first time I interviewed him, but our fucking mic broke and I interviewed him again. And the mic that I had the shotgun mic was like overblown, but I still released it because I kind of sort of fixed it. Um, but I'll have him on again to talk more about like his journey. But I know right now he like he went like right after Comic Con, he went to Japan. What <laughs> to like? Talk about NFTs and shit. So I'm just like, he's doing big things. So shout out to Bunny Man, aka um, Star Lordy, aka Henry Finn. So yeah, that was uh, that was a lot. Uh, the first day when I was there, and I also got to see the Animayhem thing, which is the the Hulu. Hulu's doing a big push for animation, and yeah, uh, it, it includes you know uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Bob's Burgers, the Futurama just got you know uh, a new season brought back yeah, for like the that, third time. <laughs> yeah, and I watched like the f- the first episode, and it's like super. Oh, yeah, it's very um, them making fun of ma- themselves. <laughs> well, it's, it, well, it's not even making fun of themselves, but it's like very misogynistic. 
<laughs> but it's but, but in a funny way. And then like make it fair at the end. So it's like it to me it was it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's a couple. Go ahead. There's a few uh, solar opposites, which solar is getting opposites, in. Yeah. That. So when I was there, they're promoting. When I was in San Diego a few weeks ago, they're promoting the new season, which mm-hmm. is in August. I guess there's a new season coming. Yeah, and when at Anna Mayhem, you get to walk through the park. Remember, do you watch Solar Opposites? Oh, hundred percent. So remember when they go? They have like the the ant farm thing, like the people. Oh, the the wall. Yeah. The wall. Yeah. So like the wall, they have like the wall thing in there, and it's like it's pretty funny because like you get. Oh. And, oh, yeah, it's cool, and they have the Bob's Burgers. You can get like get burgers. I wanted to like eat, but it was like too early for me to eat, so I didn't get anything. But they had Bob's Burgers set up. They have Futurama set up. You have like the tubes and shit, and like the. The Planet Express. Oh, yeah, I saw, the, saw the pictures. Yeah, it was it was fucking cool. And, and the, the cool thing about um, the whole Animayhem thing is that it was external to actual Comic Con. So if, if you don't get Comic Con tickets and you want to go to Comic Con, just fucking go. You don't need. The only reason why you need tickets is to actually like get on the floor or in Hall H or in like the actual like um, Comic Con specific like uh, events. But there's a whole shitload of events. Yes. That are external to Comic Con. They you don't need a oh. single fucking pass for. Like pretty much all of downtown San Diego is open yes. to to oh. the public. Yep. Like I remember when uh Prodigy and I went, like, you know, we went to a restaurant and they had they were playing they had fucking Laura Croft playing. Like you go in there and demo Laura Croft before you even came out, then had like drinks and food specific to that. Like we went to an after party and like we got to meet the guy from NASA, which is yep. like, whoa, what the fuck? Like this is crazy. Like and all that was outside of Comic Con. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> there's so much shit. Oh, so there's like party um, boats that's along the down the whole entire dock that you can like yeah. walk by and like see people like famous people chatting with other people. Like I think I IMDb had like a boat, and they oh, had, yeah. they were interviewing yeah. a few people. That that that, that yeah. boat was back by the way. Yeah, they also mm. had a um, another boat. It was like a beer boat. It was like a oh, pirate shit. thing. But, yeah, shit. I I remember when the Strange was on the air. It's like their final season, so they had built like a. Um, I guess a quarter scale of the Statue of Liberty, but it had like a, a stinger tongue from this the strain. This thing was fucking huge. It was a huge fucking statue. And it was just like, you can go there and like take pictures. And I guess they had some stuff about the strange, but I wasn't, I wasn't even interested in that. Next to that was something I think Prodigy didn't want to see because he's freaking out, but they had a uh, American horror story. It was a. Of the clowns. No, it was like a it was like a three D or four D experience. We had to do is you had to lay down in this room, and they put the monitor over your face, and they had like sounds coming out from around. But then they would show like creepy <laughs> fucking images. Yeah, I was just like, oh, he didn't want to do it. We were in line for like a sec, hot, a hot minute. Well, actually, no, probably was in it for like maybe a millisecond, and then he jumped out. I was like, I'm gonna see you somewhere. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to do something else. Can't do okay. it. Uh, and then uh, we met the cat, or we got to see the cast of Rick and Morty when uh, they were at the Petco Stadium, which is outside the, the stadium floor. Yeah. Uh, I met Ron Jeremy <laughs> at Planet Hollywood. Also, not he was just this, sitting there. Right. It's not. I mean, but at the time, <laughs> I got to meet him. He was he was sitting there. Um, there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of stars that are out trying to party yeah. in downtown San Diego that you can just randomly like um, the actor that plays Rufio from um, Hook. Oh yeah, dude. He was there. That's he, my boy. Yeah, he was at a bowling alley that uh, I think it was with Prodigy. We saw him. Oh no, we were there. 
Was it you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was at, it was down at I think it's at WonderCon though. Like oh, we went to an after party. Well, but he was, also, was, was he was also a Comic Con. So Oh nice nice. He was at both. So it was just, the bowling alley I was WonderCon, but he was at a bar, I think when I was with Prodigy. Um who else? I got to see oh uh, oh, those of you who follow cosplay, almost every big cosplayer in the world is pretty much there. Yeah. Um, good luck trying to find them though, because there's gonna be long lines and they're out trying to get their drink on and whatnot. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was you, very if, weird. If you look up, like, well, it's it's weird because you know we're press, but so we get emails, so we can RSVP for this kind of shit, mm-hmm. or just get in like just early or whatever. We pass. But, yeah, we, we get passes, pass. but you can still look up like after, like look up like you know San Diego Comic Con after parties, and you can mm. find them, and like you can still like I met fucking Marv Wolfman randomly at WonderCon, you know, a couple oh. of years back. Oh. Comic Con. That was, was it Comic Con. That was when we went. It was oh, Comic Con. We're, yeah. we're by the water. We're right at this really yeah. hot, pristine, high rise hotel. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then Marv Wolfman rolls up. And he wasn't the only, like, kind of writer, celebrity kind of there. We just didn't was, know he, what. He, the the weird thing is that he was just sitting alone. I was just like, does nobody know who the fuck this guy is? I didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> I, I had no idea what Marv Wolfman I knew the name, but not what he looked like. And he, sure enough, fessed up. He's like, yeah, I'm Marv Wolfman. How do you do? I was like, oh, shit. Guy was fucking. He was cool as fuck. Um, oh, we've uh, we've met. I've had the pleasure of meeting the cast of um, Winona Earp both at WonderCon and at Comic Con. Yeah. So it was very very cool to see them. Um, shout out to uh, the whole cast: Shamir Anderson, um, Dominique Provost Shockley, um, especially uh, shit. Why can't her? Her name's drawing a blank, but she's on Star Trek uh, Changing the Worlds now. She's, like, in a lot of kind of, like, big-budget movies, big-name movies, and she's, uh, you know, she's getting out there. She's probably going to be a big star in the next two, three years. Big household name. Uh, oh, Melanie. There you go. Melanie Scafarno. She's star of Winona Earp. She's very, very cool, very funny. She's very kind of crash, but it works. She's very cool. Uh She's doing big things. She's continuing doing big things. Great right. stuff. Before I talk about the rest, I need to give like a, a couple of other special shout-outs, which I probably should have done right, right after Bunny Man. Um, is shout-out to uh, Victor VZA, um, because we got to oh, hang yeah, out a couple Vic. times. Um, and it's funny, like the, the second time we hang out, it was just, it was just me and him, because other folks um, didn't make it. And then we had a very good conversation. So, uh, hey, thanks, man, Victor. I appreciate uh, you coming out and us just like chatting it up at uh, at Barley Wine, like it was cool as fuck. And uh, apparently, like you, uh, yeah, some time. So yeah, Thursday, Friday, we'll have to hang out some time. We'll we'll make some adult friends. All right, be all right. Because <laughs> I, I told him I was like, I he asked me if I had if I made any friends down here yet, and I was like, nah. Like, <laughs> but but Doesn't I live down there too. What's up? Does he live down in, in San Diego? Because I remember yeah, he, he lives in Chula Vista. Lives earlier. like in like the okay. the western part of Chula Vista. So you oh, definitely yeah. got to hang out, and because uh, he's a good dude. You know, every yeah. time I every time I hang out, he's a great dude, and we we had really really good conversations when uh, we were hanging out. But I, I look forward yeah. to hanging out with him again. So I remember his daughter cosplaying when we were at WonderCon. That was really cute. His daughter's <laughs> in fucking high school now. It's weird as shit, isn't it? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> that, <that's... laughs> yeah. I remember she was little, too. She's yeah. like as old as your niece then, right? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking crazy. 
Um, but what's weird is, is I, I saw uh, Vizier without his wife. It's like the first time I like saw them like separately. I think usually it's a, it's a combo package. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, definitely check out his uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, it's VZA. VZA, yeah. So what he does is he takes uh, videos of uh, people like doing their artwork. So he's a really big Jim Lee fan, and so uh, he actually got invited to Jim Lee's house to like hang out and have dinner with him and shit. What um, the fuck? Yeah, and so you get to see like their process of like making artwork and stuff. So it's like really cool, and. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of sucks though is that like this year for Comic Con is that he couldn't. The last time I saw him is that he couldn't get any videos of people like actually doing artwork because uh, Artist Alley was so busy. And like I saw like when he said it, I was like it's really that busy because I was at a different part of the con when we first met. And I was like it's not that busy, but then it kept getting busier and busier and busier. And then I went to Artist Alley and I was like holy shit, this is insane. And then I was like dude, why don't you just like aren't you getting these press emails? Because like if you get in the press emails like you, there's an invitation to like meet mm -hmm. with the artists <laughs> like and he was like nah and I was like dude is it like going to your spam like y you have to be getting these as I get them all I was like you know so hopefully next year if this happens again like he can get in I'm, as press because hashtag he's press ah it's great I'm on has, his he has uh, press pass. yeah I know I'm, every time I see him he has a press pass. So. I used to collaborate with him too. Um, yeah, back in the day, we used to do the dank death match. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh man, I think even on our notes right now, because usually for the podcast we have like topics that we're going to talk about, and on our notes, like way kind of down to the bottom, there's like our dank death match where we're going to do one where it's Just Lee versus the Avengers, Magneto versus Professor Professor Xavier, and Luke Cage versus uh, the Juggernaut. I mean, we could, <laughs> you could probably, I mean, I'd talk to him, but. But the ones we, we did if, do with him were a lot of fun. If we brought him back, we have to like make it consistent because I felt bad that we weren't consistent enough. Yeah. So I, I, if we did it again, I want to be more consistent because I like doing it. And VZ, VZA is a way bigger channel than us. So rightfully oh, so. Oh, yeah. He, he's got almost half a million subscribers. No, quarter, quarter of a million subscribers. That is, that is a lot. Anyway. But he does have one video, one of his videos of him. It's of... Uh, Jim Lee drawing the Joker yeah. has 1.7 million views. With that, he's a he's a big Jim Lee guy. Money. <laughs> All right, moving on. The one panel that I went to um, because I'm kind of bougie because I don't like standing in line um, was Spider-Man Two, the game. Oh yeah, because I made sure to to sign up early and to get like access to the uh, reserved area, so I was like way up front for the Spider-Man 2 game panel from Insomniac Games. And that was cool as fuck. So we got to see some uh, exclusive footage in, uh, in the panel, uh, right before the panel. Uh, basically, it showed uh, Miles Morales like flying with like web wings, which is cool as fuck. Uh, we got to see some more of the story. Um, and then they dropped the... Um, oh, they told us that Queens and Brooklyn are going to be open in uh in the game and then also you can go to aunt may's house in the game which is pretty fucking dope uh and uh they dropped the symbiote edition of the ps5 which mm -hmm. if i wasn't about to try to move when i didn't have a bunch of dental bills and fucking car bills that are coming up i might have pre-ordered it because you, you can pre-order it i think in on friday yeah, it was, no, 
the day that it, so the day that the panel happened, you could pre-order right after the panel ended. Oh, you could? Oh, okay, that yeah, was 20 No, it was right after you guys ended. It was all over iChan. I was like, what the fuck? You know what Sony should do? I mean, looking at it from a money-making standpoint, I mean, the, the, the skin on the, the PS5 just pops off. They should just sell yes. the skin, too. Like, instead of having to buy a full, a whole new console, like, just sell the skins. I like, would 100% buy it. Oh, but also, oh, oh, I, I really I don't want buy it. it. I really Hold want on. It. I got I to gotta correct my statement. So, pre-orders for the, the PS5 console that has Spider-Man 2, that was on after the panel. Yeah. The game itself might have been separate. But for you could the, the when they announced the PS5, the exclusive PS5 Spider-Man 2 bundle, that was pre-order at the end of that panel. The game itself could be separate. I don't know, but the not the game. Itself, like a, there's a PS5 edition of Spider-Man 2. So, oh I yeah, have to like look then, it up. But yeah, it's that, well, that was sure available that day. Pretty okay. Sure. The game. I think the game separate from that bundle was the 20th, but the console was literally pre-order after that panel. I was like, oh shit. Because it's a limited, it's a limited console, so. Yeah, it's a bundle. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it comes with the, the game. Game and like a special yeah. controller and big shit. I'm trying to look it up. When is the pre-order for the Spider-Man Edition PS5? Now you make me like look shit up as I'm like. October twentieth. Wait, no, Spider-Man. That's, the, that's when the game. Spider-Man. Two hits. Yeah, October. Uh, I'm not gonna stop. It's gonna take me too long. Anyway, um, I don't know what day it's gonna drop, but it looks dope. Like I saw it live. They brought it out with white gloves. Like not <laughs> only is the fucking PS5 with the symbiote taking it over look dope, but also the controller with the symbiote taking it over also looked dope. Tony Todd um, was really cool um, out there. He he did the voice of uh, of Venom. And uh, he even said, like, in the panel, like, we are Venom. Like, the really cool, like, Tony Todd Venom voice. I thought it was dope. Gave me fucking that's goosebumps. Fucking, that's Not really. Fucking awesome. I, Is there I, more stuff that comes with the limited edition console? No, it's, it's just the game and the, the skin. Of, on the oh, that's got, like, a figurine. No, no, no figurine that's a collector's with, uh, edition. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Which, which is fucking huge. The collector's edition is, like, it's literally uh, Venom fighting both uh, Miles and Peter like on both shoulders it's fuck it, it's fucking huge it's probably I, I would say at least it's probably around 20 inches tall maybe even more damn like it's, it's big it's fucking huge yeah it, it's a, it's a big figurine like the the message you posted on our uh on our facebook page and instagram uh definitely go check that out at beat them bti I, actually, uh, <laughs> on, I didn't share but yeah. it on those because i shared it on discord so if you're on our discord channel oh, I, shared, discord. I shared all the fucking shit from uh the 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 play the I'm sorry Spider-Man Two shit on just Discord. Uh, <laughs> so if y'all want well, to get some like exclusive shit, just hop on Discord. Yeah, but no, like the image that you showed, like I literally thought like, could you took a picture of the of like the the I guess the the voice actors doing the game and like yeah. the one of the one of the guys had the figurines in front of them. I thought it was like a. Like a not augmented reality, like a just like a, a clip art or something. I was thrown on top of the image. I didn't know that that was the actual figurine. Like yeah, it just it was just figurine. so detailed. Like it looked like really really good. Taking that shit live because the crazy thing is, so I, I wanted to be able to um, use my like tripod and like take a video of the whole thing, but I couldn't use a tripod. Oh yeah, you could. <laughs> like where I was sitting, and then um, I'd have to go over to the side, and then right before it started, they said, "Don't take a video or pictures of certain shots." 
of this. And then like mm-hmm. once the shot shots came up and the other folks in the media were like taking pictures, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do that shit too. <laughs> so yeah, so if, if you were in, in our Discord channel, like you, you saw um the Spider Man two thing, like everything that happened in there basically live. Um I didn't take a video, but I took like pictures and like I was commenting on it like live. So that that was a uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so if you want to be added to our Discord, definitely email us at be the at gmail dot com. Is that right? Yeah, be the at gmail dot com. Uh, other things that happened, uh, I went to the Bad Idea after party, which is pretty cool because uh, Bad Idea is a, is a comic book company that I, I like because it's a bunch of like really short series of uh, independent comics, and they have one that was like it was like I think it was like the world ran out of oil. And so they sent people like this, like crazy, like military team back in time to like kill more dinosaurs to get oil. And they had a bunch of other crazy ones too. But Bad Ideas is honestly a, a really interesting uh, independent comic book company um, so that like, I like. But it's it's hit or miss. And their uh, their party after party was like really cool because it was at a my type uh, my type place. What are you gonna say, Blue? So so in- instead of them you know, maybe figuring out alternative fuels and this and that, they decided to create time traveling yeah. to go back in time from oil. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. But they're all like crazy stories like that. Like they're they're really crazy. That, adds, that adds to it being a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was cool to like to go there and I got like a, what was it? Was it this one? Where are we at? Uh, not only force. Oh, I got two only forces. Oh shit, maybe I'll give one of these away. I have two Oni Force comics that were from Comic Con, and these are probably going to be worth money like a lot, <laughs> uh, relatively soon. So, uh, where is it? I can't find it now. But I had basically I have a I have a comic from Bad Idea that was just for Comic Con, and I look forward to uh, to reading it and then putting it away forever. <laughs> so because it is that that'll probably worth something as well i'm not like a person that obviously i, I collect comics but i don't re, i don't sell comics um because i'm like a dragon and i have a horde and my horde is basically <laughs> comics because if you look behind me like over this way that's like 30 something boxes of comics plus a bunch more somewhere else um but it was cool to like because their after party was dope. It started a little bit late. That was the only part that sucked. But because they started late, they gave us all free Mai Tais. So, oh. yeah. It, when, when we were in line to get there, they were like, here, have some drinks. I was like, yes, thank you, because I'm way too sober. Um, but then w- once we got inside, I grabbed, they gave us drink tickets. I grabbed another drink, and then the, the drink line got way too fucking long. So we were like, all right, let's." because I took K there. And I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's get something to eat. So I tried to get a, a place to, I tried to get something to eat at, I think it's called Malatai or something like that. But they closed early and there was like way too long of a wait. So we had ended up going like somewhere else, but it was, it was still fun to like get out and, uh, and do stuff. So like I said, again, you can have fun at Comic-Con without going to Comic-Con. That's and cool, now, man. I've been talking for too long. I'm going to grab another <laughs> Do you have any- Wait, I got I got some questions. You, sure. Did you see any celebrities there? Like, I mean, Bunny Man is technically a celebrity now. I guess. <laughs> you know? um, there was a guy that he introduced me to, that was another comic book uh, creator. 
Um, there wasn't too many, like, as far as, like, celebrities, you probably mean, like, Hollywood celebrities, which... Yeah, no. I guess so. Yeah, so yeah, I guess won't no, be because it, the, cause of the SAG after strike. I, I would say that the celebrities that I saw was, like, Tony Todd at, um, and, and the voice actors from uh, Spider-Man 2. That was mm-hmm. about it. Um, oh, do you want to talk about uh, what happened with one of the local comics? up here company uh, comic book stores yes thank you for reminding me god damn uh shout out to cape and cowell comics for finally getting the spirit award of uh, i think it was the the eisner award which is the i think it's the pretty much the highest award you can get for a comic shop um and uh eton he was there uh, which I didn't know he was going to be there. I, I didn't know that. Uh, well, I knew that they were up for an award again because they've been like year after year up for that award, and they finally fucking got it, and it's well deserved. Because if you live in the Bay Area and you have not been to Cape and Cowell Comics, definitely go there. Um, if if me and Prodigy were even shit, if it just me was still up there, we would definitely be at the Cape and Cowell Con that is on August thirteenth of this year. Oh. Um, it is called the it. Eisner Retailer Award. Is it? But there's, uh, it's called. What's the Spirit Award? Isn't there a Spirit, Spirit Award? I think the Spirit Award is for writing. I'm not mistaken, but I'm looking. Oh, oh, so it's the twenty. It's the Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award. There so, you go. All right, but, I was gonna say. So, Eton got it, which is like I said, well deserved. Great dude. The comic shop is fucking dope. It's probably the yeah, best one, in uh, if not the Bay Area then definitely California, if not the whole entire country, which that award says is so. So there we go. It's the best comic shop in the U.S. Fuck it, the world, because outside the outside of the U.S., the world doesn't exist. I'm just there saying. you go. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I, I got I to gotta, I mean, gotta hit I mean, up Eton and see if we can uh, we can do some coverage there. I'm definitely willing to down the go. I mean, August 13th is a Saturday. If you I mean, I, uh, I, I still like the because we've been in Lucid. Lucid's been around for a long time, since like the 80s before they did the name change. And they did some pretty pretty crazy shit. And they're a pretty good company. Well, Prop, props to them, too. No, no shade. Yeah. But yeah, Cape and Cow. Blue, if, if you can go to uh, Cape and Cow Con, uh, if you have access to our email, just email them and be like, hey, I want to go and cover it. You know, yeah. Honestly, I wanted to go and like have a podcast there. But if you can just cover it, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to put it on my calendar, talk to Sweetness, get this all planned out. Make it happen. Um, Real quick. Eton's one of the hugest Batman fans that I know. Yes. Like he, he, huge. He overshadowed me. He's got, a, he's got the tattoo on his arm that I wanted to get. <laughs> huge. Uh, real quick, I wanted to... Uh, it looks like Paul Rudd. <laughs> he does. He does. I wanted to give a quick um, little bit of a a review, kind of some props. I won't do spoiler, but I think Old Ninja may have seen this too. Um, they clone Tyrone is fucking a masterpiece. Flat <laughs> <laughs> oh out masterpiece. I didn't know who this writer is. Old Ninja, hopefully you can get the actual name of the writer slash director. Give this dude props. Jamie Foxx, uh, motherfucking John Boyega and uh, Monica Rambo. Tiana um, Parrish. Yeah, they're all just fucking bringing it. And this one 
shuts up, it's on Netflix and it shuts up everyone who's ever said the dumb shit. And I'm talking to everybody who said this that, oh, why are these black British actors taking all our jobs? They're coming for our job. John Boyega played a better drug dealer, hoodnificent dude than almost any black hood movie from the 90s until now. Like he just owned the fucking role because he's a fucking phenomenal actor. Hmm. What did you see this one, old ninja? And what did you think? So the writers are Tony Rattenmeyer, Rattenmeyer, and Jewel Taylor. Yeah. So, so it's a writing team, and looks like possibly even, um, and uh, possibly even more writers, but they got the credit. But still, uh, this was a uh, oh, so Jewel Taylor's the director. Yeah, there you go. So, but he's also writing. He wrote with a writing partner. So, um, this was some crazy shit because it was like it was super hoodnificent when you watch the first twenty minutes, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then shit goes off the rails very, very, very quickly once that shit happens. It becomes like this. I mean, it's not really a drama, but it's weird. So, Tiana Paris plays this fucking street hooker, street prostitute. And she's talking hella shit to her pimp played by Jamie Foxx. And she's throwing out all these references. And they're like sci-fi Star Wars references. Shit talking lines to her pimp. And I was like, did she just make a Star Wars reference while talking shit? And she did. And she continually does this to the rest of the fucking movie. I don't know what to fucking think. So I was fucking cracking up. But I was like, what the fuck? And then you see people brutally get murdered. Brutally, like holes in the body and shit, and then shit goes fucking it flips you for a lid like nothing happened. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then shit goes like it. It is literally like a hood version of the X Files, yep. pretty much. It's like an X Files episode, but made into like a two hour movie, and it's it's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Everybody needs to watch it. Um, and also, this is a gonna be me getting on my soapbox uh motherfucking netflix y'all need to pay your fucking writers because mm. clearly when they do some original awesome shit like this they're fucking talented and uh john boyega just reminded me of of course that star wars i'm not throwing shade at star wars but star wars and disney fucked up this is a phenomenal actor and they played him like they, they treated him like shit like from Force Awakens in terms of changing the uh, the posters in Asia to cucking Finn, like they should not have played John Boyega so poorly. I'm glad it gave him a lot of exposure, but he's just a phenomenal fucking actor. And um, the other thing is this movie has a whole lot of fucking points to it, like real social messages for black people, period. It just does. Um, it's well worth watching. It's funny at times. It's sci-fi. Uh, it's just good. And you'll see, I think it was earlier this week sitting at like a hundred or 99% in terms of Rotten Tomato, uh, user reviews. And then on the critic side, it was in the high nineties or something like that. So I'm not the only one it's on Netflix. Just you already got Netflix, pop this open, watch it. It's the fucking shit. I literally is that. I watched like, this yesterday. <laughs> well, like, how did you guys hear about it? I literally saw the trailer today. I so 
I saw the preview. I, no, no, no word of mouth for anything. I just, I literally saw the trailer today. I was like, oh, this is what you got to talk about. Because like I said, they they cloned Tyrone. I was like, they did. Like, did he did, did Beyonce get to him? Did his clothes off to the right or some shit like that? Like, what's sure. going on? <laughs> I knew about this like since the um, since the Super Bowl. Yeah. So when they had um, when Netflix had Arnold Schwarzenegger as their like their employee, they did their up and coming upcoming shows. Chief of action. Yeah, he was like their chief 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 action officer. What the fuck? So this was on that list, but I had heard about it before because it was getting buzz around like critics before then. It wasn't finished at the time, but I guess it had been pushed back for some reason. Like it was supposed to be out in the fall, like around April, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it got pushed until July finally, and it finally got its release, which was, I believe, what last week or so, or this week? Yeah, something. It came out like in last in, within the last week or whatnot. So I'd heard about it for quite some time. It was getting a lot of buzz. Uh, it finally got released, and then be, I was like, I'm gonna be the first one to watch it, and I wasn't because I'm getting other people telling me to watch it. Prodigy being one of them, he was like literally the eighth person within the first day that I should be watching this. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna watch this. Y'all need to chill. Like, I plan on watching this, and I watched it. I was like, what the fuck is this plot? Like, that was some crazy fucking wildness shit. I'm like, it feels like a sequel's coming. Like, it's just fucking. It was wild. Uh, it, there's a lot of social commentary in the film. Um, it reminds me of uh, um, when we met um, uh, Akeem McKeel, the creator and producer of the Black Lightning TV show. Mm. So he he we sat down at the table with him at WonderCon, and he said to us, because we're all black at the table, he says, you guys know, you guys realize that we are the most experimented people on in the U.S., and it's been documented. And he sat there while we were just like, oh, shit. He spit facts because it is true. We've been documented with the Tuskegee Project because that was a decades-long project. More than Actually, that. I mean, no, look, look up, look up uh, gynecology. Gynecology in America was, was black I women mean, tortured. Correct. So, there was, like, that, that black lady who, like, her blood was, like, rare that was used for, like, a can cure we, for stuff. Blood. Can we had a – oh, shit, what's her last name? Slacks? Yeah, let me look oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he when he said that to us, he's like, You y'all know, you all know this already. We're like, oh shit. We all looked at each other. Uh I, I was at the table, I think Blue was with me. I was at the table, I think Blue was behind me, and uh Cronus was somewhere behind me, and I was like, Oh shit. He's right about that. Like, I mean, there's mm-hmm. no argument that it's been documented that here in the United States, as a people, we have been experimenting on. And I know that we are not the only ones, but we are probably the. He said the most was probably more true, and this film kind of, kind of, kind of tongue in cheek points that out. And they and they even ask why, like why are we being experimented on? And like I'm not truly giving away shit because you can see it in the trailer. But there is throughout history, I can tell you that we were not considered people. Oh yeah, hundred. So well, we it's one of the reasons why, like, I, I, I distance myself from, like, all this trans bullshit because they don't consider them people. And it's just like, all right, that's, like, the same thing you did to us. So I'm, like, all those arguments that people say about trans people, that's why I just take a step back. Like, like you, you're using the same arguments that they, that you, that you used for us. 
of like but, not being actual people. So, but don't you re- with that shit. But don't you realize that slaves gained all of these <laughs> occupational benefits from being oh, slaves? I just saw that today. Who the fuck just said like, that? Bruh. Who said that bullshit? Was that can't no? There was a politician that said some bullshit. Yeah, wasn't it uh, the dude from Florida, right, Florida man? Oh yeah. no, the new the guy that's uh, I think he's running against DeSantos. That's some no, bullshit. I think it was DeSantis, wasn't it? It it it, it, it is DeSantis, but it it's, is DeSantis. Uh, okay. it's the whole state okay. of Florida's wonderful new curriculum. Yeah. Remember, they took out all African American history or AP courses from high school, and they said that was too uh, close to <laughs> critical race theory or whatever other buzzword. But the replacement of it in the curriculum, and this is verified. Uh, is uh, making all kinds of wonderful apologies for slavery and stating the equivalent of, well, they got all these skills of being blacksmiths and farmers and whatnot. And let me just say this. Even if your bullshit, which is not true, uh, were true, after slavery, you were still not allowed to just be this wonderful farmer on your own, be this wonderful blacksmith on your own per se without uh, your community being terrorized or you being lynched or killed or whatever. There, there's, it, it's complete bullshit. It's literally anti-black propaganda. And Florida is, I know we're going off the rails. I know we were talking about um, uh, the movie, but Florida is this giant state, influential state, like California, Texas, New York, Florida is like one of those top five or six most populated states in the country. It's not a small one. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I want to jump back really quickly to Cape and Cal. So the Spirit Awards, the retailer, there are world uh, – there there are stores in the U.K. that were part of the finalists, and, and Cape and Cal beat them out. Yeah. There, there are stores across the country – Across, the, I do not see a Canadian store on here. Is right. something that says, "Oh no, there's one from the Sac, Sacagawea." I, I don't know. I don't sir, know what this is. sir. Wow, you had a you had a seizure like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> damn, I can't pronounce this. I believe this is um, indigenous. I don't know what yeah. language, but this looks like this might be uh, Canadian. But most of these are from. Oh, there's even some from Spain. Yep. There's some from Florida, Cape and Cal. There's so you can look on Comic Con International. All the there's 27 stores from across the world, and Cape and Cal beat them out. Can I tell you what I miss about Cape and Cal so fucking much, and why I think it's well deserved on this? It was the only comic shop I've ever been to where it just felt like fucking home, and their mm-hmm. recommendations from the staff were all on point. It was just like going to a bar and them saying. You know, Blue, you look like an old-fashioned guy. Let me make you this bomb-ass old-fashioned. <laughs> or Crotos, here's a great stone brew, or, or you know what I mean? Or here's some angel piss fucking, you know. You uh, say angel piss? Yeah, like uh, uh, okay. what's the one we always get from uh, SF Beer Week? Oh, uh, <laughs> Pliny the Younger? Pliny the Younger. Yeah, angel yeah. piss, angel piss, you know? But, like, imagine going into a bar and them already knowing that about you. That's what it felt like going into Cape and Cal, at least for me, all the time. So, props to them. Actually, real, real quick, we're going to talk about this, about comics. 
So at Comic-Con, be- because there was less of a, a presence of, of Hollywood, I decided to actually buy some comics. Nice. Um, and it's funny because yeah. like down the row from uh, Devil's Do Comics, which is, uh, which is where Oni Force was, was uh, Black Mask, which I have a, bunch, a few of their comics, mainly because of Cape and Cowell Comics. And Cape and Cowell Comics uh, put me onto this comic called Cal Exit. And uh, they did um, a special cover for, I think it was Cal Exit, um, oh, for Cape and Cowell. And I got the uh, the guy who wrote it. Um, it was a good book. For me. It was a good book. Yeah, so if you look here, I'm not going to open it too much because his signature's in there, but right there, that's his, uh, his, his signature, Matt, Matt Pizzolo. He was there. And he signed it for me, and we actually chopped it up about uh, Cape and Cowell Comics because he didn't know that, uh, that Eton got, a, uh, got that award. So I was like, and he, and he, I don't think he even knew that they were having a Cape and Cowell Con. So hopefully uh, him or somebody from Black Mass is going to be at a Cape and Cowell Con because uh, Black Mass Comics is a really cool independent uh, comp company and makes some cool shit. I also got Black um, because I didn't read the entire thing. I think I got like one or two, but I got like the, the hardback. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, was gonna, I was just about to ask, was yeah, there yeah. a read of that shit? Yeah, so I got, I got the hardback trade. Apparently, Warner Brothers had picked up the rights for this for the, the film rights like a year ago, year and a half ago. So we might see. There's rumors that it might be a series or a movie. I think they're debating on which one. So it should, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this. I know we got started late, but for me, I got a I got a dip. But keep keep it keep it going. I'm just. Man, you're like the work, the hot work. Oh, God, I can't talk today. You're like the hardest working man in, in San Diego. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to tell you about some stuff, but yeah, I, I need to hear it because you're basically a James Brown's bitch. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, this has gotten crazy, but y'all keep it go- keep it going. I'm, I'm done for at least for tonight, but I'll holler at y'all. All right, later, Peace. man. All right, I have to hold on. I have to figure out how to like make myself bigger, maybe. I'll realign everything. I gotta get some. Uh, some Viagra. Yeah, that, that was a good joke. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> make sure, make sure you don't order from. No, DHL. you know why? You know why we didn't laugh? It's because we're like, because you know my dick are is already too big. That's that's no. We're at the age. We're at the age. We might need that medical help. You have to look at your fucking HMO no, and shit, that shit. Might need to order me a bottle of that shit. So, did you know that Black has a spinoff? Like when which there was Black? Like a, yes, Black what? the comic. <laughs> no, okay. no, they, I, it's confused. called white. Is it called white? The one with the the, the girls? Oh, I don't know if it's with the girls, but but I saw a yeah. comic there called White, and it's in the same uh, artistry as Black. Oh no! So, so Black has like a, it's like a, uh, what do they call it? What's it called when you? It's like a, a, it's during the same time period as Black, but it's like a, a side story. Okay, so it's like a, it's a run. Um, they talk about it on. Um, Geek history lesson about uh, mm. the side story because uh, um, the two uh, the two podcast hosts on the show they read the book and did a very extensive um, review of the of what they thought of the series. They were pretty enthusiastic. I always think that um, Ashley Ashley V Robinson. I always think that she's African American, <laughs> but she's Canadian. 
I've actually, I think Blue, you met them too, right? Have you seen them before? Yeah, I've, I've, I've ran into Ashley at uh, WaterCon once. Okay, I ran into them at Comic Con the year that I was with Cronus. They were at Comic Con, right across from fucking um, uh, what's your name? Um, who's who's the chick that does the voice of Harley Quinn on? Uh, oh, Aaron Aaron Song? What? Who? What? You said Harley Quinn or Harley Quinn? The voice, which, the, which one? <laughs> animated I, voice, the, the, the new one, the new series, the, the, the most, girl from um, no, the, mo- the no, one no, no, from, uh, Big Bang Theory, no, the other, the one, the one from the Batman animated series. Oh shit, I don't know. Her name's on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't think of it. Oh, Tara Strong, there you go. That's her name. They're they're <laughs> Wait, like that's what I said. I didn't. That's why I asked you to repeat it. That's why I asked you to repeat it. Because oh, I was like, I was like, was that wrong? No, Terrastron. Right. Yeah, they're right from Terrastron. I got to talk to them about you know some quick things. But yeah, they're they're awesome. They're awesome people. Yeah, but yeah. there's a bit of a lot of stuff that came from San Diego Comic Con. Like I've seen a bunch of new trailers that dropped, like uh, or even shows that came back. Um, there's a new show, or it's like a prequel of Invincible called Adam Girl. Or it Adam dropped that day. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it dropped that day. And uh, it's 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 not an episode. It's, it's all not, it's almost like sorry, a, a mini movie. A- it's like a full hour long. Adam Eve, that's what it is. Yeah, Atom- no, isn't it Atomic Eve? I'm pretty sure it's Adam. Or Adam. Isn't like Atom is like Adam like bomb Eve. Oh, see, I'm thinking Adam as in no, yeah, it's a Tom, Atomic, a Tom. A- yeah, it is Adam. My bad, I can't read. Sir. Anyways, so yeah, all it's right, a prequel to her <laughs> to her power. Or her hurricane or power stuff like that, so that's pretty cool. But then also the, the trailer dropped for season two of In- Invisible, and just the way they, the way they like teased you on fucking uh, Mister Incredible. Not Mister. Is this Incredible? What's his name? Um, Omni Man. No, Omni Man. His dad isn't that his dad's name? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the way the way they teased that he was coming back was fucking perfect. But we also get uh, Paul Colin. Co- the guy who does the voice of Optimus Prime, he's oh, in there. Peter, and there's Peter like Cullen. a Peter Cullen. yeah, Peter Cullen. There is a laundry list of celebrities that are going to be in this new season, and I'm super hyped because last season was great too. But yeah, uh, yeah we got, that came from Comic Con. Um, I know um, Futurama dropped recently. That mm-hmm. that I that mean that's been promoted for a while now, but it dropped on Monday. So you also know what, what dropped? Say, what did you? Comic Con is uh so. Uh, Star Trek Strange, Strange New World airs on Thursday when they did the panel for, I guess, like upcoming uh, the episodes and the season stuff or other stuff happening in the season because I guess there's going to be a musical episode. And I'm like, what the fuck? But the crossover episode of Star Trek Lower Decks and Strange New World dropped after the panel they had on, I think it was Saturday. So it was that day, or literally within that hour, it was on Paramount Plus, the crossover episode of Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. And it was fucking, it was pretty, in- I saw it like, I think Saturday or Sunday night. And it was pretty intense, but it, it was, it was, it felt like the two worlds meshed really well. Cause I'm, it, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. I mean, once again, Jack Quaid knocks it out of the park and he does a great job. Um, they have the, they only have two of them crossover to the past they go to the past uh it's a uh, mariner and um Weimer. those two go to the past it's a great episode it's really good 
something else dropped. I just I just totally forgot about. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, we at least I saw this today. I saw a trailer for um, fucking Rick and Morty uh, anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see it, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it, but I, I knew, I heard yeah, about I, it. I, yeah. I saw the intro for it. It was like it's, it's. They ripped it straight from a Japanese animation, but apparently the director of the series is a Japanese director, so it makes sense. But it looks like it's gonna be funny as hell. Like there's scenes like with like Morty with like a katana. He's like running toward like a girl who I think is uh, I think her name Stacy or something like that. I think that's his his dream girl. But uh, it just it just looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun because in at the end of the trailer, it, it the the director comes on. And he talks about how he's an original fan of Rick and Morty. And he's gonna try to like live up to like the tradition of the show with his anime series. So that's that's I don't know. It, it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be on Adult Swim, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Hopefully, it ends up. I guess either gonna be on Hulu or HBO Max. I can't remember where Adult Swim falls on. I mean, uh, they have their own thing too. Or sorry, Probably Max. Max. It's not HBO yeah. Max anymore. <laughs> Probably Max. Um, also, there was some gaming stuff I saw besides Spider Man Two. So I guess they fully announced. Uh, Homelander and Omni Man mm. will be in Mortal Kombat One. So it's not just him. Much. Wait, what do you mean? Not sure. It's also it's uh Peacemaker is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Peacemaker um, will be in there. There's like two. There's like three others that I don't remember. Three others. I like from Mortal Kombat. So yeah. Yeah, like older, like ones haven't been in the game for like years, so they brought back a few. But Omni Man and Homelander. That's gonna be some interesting shit. In Mortal Kombat, so I know a lot of fans were talking about it. How they're supposed to drop, you know, uh, a while ago. If you haven't been playing Call of Duty, Homelander's already in it. Homelander, Starlight, and Black Noir are in the game now. Some crazy shit, crazy time. Uh, what else did we see drop? What got announced that like dropped that weekend? Well, it's crazy because like I wasn't watching like what dropped online. You know what I mean? Mm. Not as much mm. when I was Did there. Uh... I probably should have. There's trailers that I saw, like the that... new Marvel trailer, uh, the Dune Part Two trailer. Yeah, when you're when you're there at the con, like it's a it's a whole different universe versus what's being released on on the internet. Yeah, I watched mm. like it was. I was There's, uh, they, uh, they, this I, is I something I'm excited about. about. Well, I didn't do a lot of panels. That, that was probably one of the main problems because like people were asked, like he was Victor. He was like going to any panels and i was like i don't want to stand in lines like it, it, for me it was like if i can get a press if they send me an email and it's something that, um, that i'm interested in then i'll you know go and see it but i don't like i don't want to wait in line for a fucking hour like for example spider-man 2 was at hall h which is like the big hall right for me to get into hall h like they sent me uh, an email about spider-man 2 i emailed them back and then i had to meet somebody outside of like hall h and then, like, that was it. Like, I didn't really... I, I sat down um, in, like, the press area for a little bit because I was, you know, I was walking around for a while, but I could have just literally walked up and then been fine. But I didn't have to wait that long. I didn't, I didn't have to wait hours to get in to see Spider-Man 2. And I, I, I don't like waiting in lines for anything after... I was on float for, what, eight months and when I was in the Marine Corps because I had to stand in line for everything. <laughs> so I don't like lines. Test you. <laughs> you, hit, you hit your you hit your quota your line uh, yeah. quota you tapped out <laughs> yeah yeah and I, it's not it's not, it's part of me is kind of being a little bougie but also I just 
Yeah, I don't like lines. Well, there's uh something else that I, I mean, I'm not sure if it was or announced at San Diego Comic Con, but uh, there's a digitally remastered in 4K version of uh, uh, Math of the Phantasm. Oh, no, uh, which no is, like one of the best Batman animated movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that. I, I don't know I don't know when it drops, but I mean it's been a while since I bought a Blu-ray. But if I can watch it like digitally, I think I'll, probably I'll buy one it. of the first like um, animated movies, like, like comic book movies, like R-rated. Well, not, not only <laughs> yeah. was, it, was it R-rated? I don't even know, but it was like it was successful it's in the theaters. What did you say? What yeah, you? it was. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's PG-13 because it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. The only one I remember, what I remember. Which had a really big controversy at the time was the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker because that was that huge. Was, oh yeah, because that yeah, was a huge it. thing because the the huge the controversy they they edited it. They had two versions. Yes, there was an R version and a PG thirteen version. Yeah. And everybody wanted to see the R version and they wanted to come to the theater. So there's this huge debate. So it never came to the theater. I think if it did, it was there for like a day, but it it, it was huge. On DVD, Blu-ray at the or at the time it was DVD, but that was a big seller. That was a big, big thing back then. Big country. What's so What's also great about the whole massive Phantasm is that um, they brought the character back in uh, mm-hmm. Bat in Justice League uh, Unlimited. There's a an epilogue where they where you get to learn how Terry McGinnis was created. And oh uh, yeah, but I don't. I'm remember. gonna spoil the shit oh, out of it, but oh. like. So Amanda, Amanda Water, Amanda Water hired the Master of Phantasm to. No, no, it's not Return of the Joker. It's not Return of the Joker. It's the end of. It's the epilogue. It's the last episode of of Justice League Unlimited, and they okay. it's called Project Beyond, and basically Amanda Waller hired Mass the Master of Phantasm to kill Terry McGinnis' parents, yeah. so that she could create a new Batman, and she felt that the. Like Batman needs to go through a suffer because Amanda Water literally changed the DNA of Terry McGinnis's father to be Bruce Wayne. That's why Terry McGinnis and Bruce Wayne, they're they're basically related. That's his that technically his son, biological son, because Amanda Water, his genetic son. But yeah, but uh, Amanda uh, Basket of Phantasm, she didn't want to do it because that's not what Bruce or Batman is about. So she didn't go through with it. But it ended up happening that her father, his father, ended up getting killed anyway, and he becomes Batman. But uh, yeah, like it, they they brought that character back into the last, very last episode of Batman, or not Batman, of uh, Justice League Unlimited, and then it rolls into Batman Beyond, or that's how Batman Beyond is created. Hmm. I've actually watched that episode. Cool. I, I mean, remember, you can I remember it online. that part. Yeah, it, well, it's on, it's on Max. Max has both the original Justice League, the animated series, and Justice League Unlimited on there, and I just watched. Justice League Cross Ruby last night. That was some craziness right there. I stayed to watch that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, if you 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 if you're a fan of Ruby, you would need to watch to at least volume three to really kind of get it, but not really. If you really want to know what's going on on the Ruby side, and then like on the Justice League side, there's a bit more mystery. Is it, the thing was, is it a movie a, or is it? A, it's a, it's like an hour and a half like movie, but it's only it's part one. I was like, what the fuck's part one? Mm. Like, what the fuck? Because I mean, technically, it ends kind of like if you've seen the current Mission Impossible, like I have, it ends where they resolve certain things, the main plot, but there's still lingering stuff about 
how it all started that's not answered and it like kind of leads into that that's the quote-unquote cliffhanger even though it's not a cliffhanger it's more like a re- revelation that hey someone started this and they just don't know who but they both side both teams want to find out who did this so it's pretty interesting pretty awesome so, all right it's getting late yeah i started watching Bat- batman by gaslight but i haven't had a chance to, to finish it no oh, right. that's it we can wrap it up <laughs> you don't have to. Sure. No, we can. We can wrap it up. I need to use the the menu. You can wrap it up unless you're a prodigy because he's seedless. So oh you yeah, don't need to wrap it up. It's true. You, you only got to worry about SCDs. The prodigy, no babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh bad. Damn, herpesipa guy. You won't have a baby. <laughs> yeah, herpesipa falafel. Gynecephalopolades. There you go. To quote, a, to quote a, 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 to sure quote a crazy man, you won't have him for 18 years. <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway. One of your babies got you for 18 years. I know right. who you're talking about, too, but I just, you know, he lost his way. Anyway, mm. old ninja. Uh, actually, I guess I'll be the, the person. Um, yeah, Blue, what you got going on? Um. I actually led an interview for the company I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast uh, called Beyond 12. And I'm super excited about it. Like this is, I'm kind of doing a career change and I'm going from like project managing to data analysts. And this is my first interview for a role like that. And I kind of knew like what comes with it. So they literally asked me for a sample of my previous codes that I've done and like in using the Python which I learned like maybe about a month ago. So uh, I literally had to, I, I literally just sent them my, the coursework I did. That's, that's what they asked for. And so part of my interview I have to explain like what my, my, uh, what I have to basically explain the code that I use and how it all works and stuff like that. But then also they have another set of data set in SQL, which I've used in the past. Um, just pretty much breaking that down. I like SQL. But no, SQL's, SQL's a nice, nice robot. Yeah, SQL's fun. Python is really fun too. I didn't. I wasn't expecting to have as much fun as I did with Python as I did with like learning R or Tableau. Yeah, R is uh, a little bit more complicated, but uh, Python is basically fucking. It's kind of like Java and C without the bullshit, pretty much. Yeah, and also like R. I mean, Python just looks pretty compared to like R. At least maybe maybe the application I was using just it looked. Yeah, I mean, like any Windows ninety five. Any text editor can make it look pretty. I have a text editor that makes it look pretty. You can literally change yeah. the colors wherever the fuck you want. Every keyword can be fucking pink if you want. Or fucking default, I think, is white. Default's white. You can make it blue if you want. You can make everything yeah. blue and like all the bad shit red. Do whatever you want. But what's cool is that I, I took a bunch of courses through Coursera, which I don't know. It's, I learned so much through this one fucking site that I've learned than like any other site. Just because like <clears throat> they have these things called guided uh guided projects where basically like you work with somebody like almost one-on-one and like you just follow along with how they do something and they explain like you know exactly what they're doing like this is the result that's going to happen so you have a better understanding of what you're doing instead of just like following along with somebody and not knowing exactly what a code does but uh yeah i mean it's if you have a if you have the opportunity to get an access to coursera like there's some really good tools on there and a lot of like really helpful things and the, the guided projects is probably what makes it the best just because you just pretty much learn like hands-on coding 
Like while you're sitting there typing, you're, you're like typing it up and you're seeing results on your screen, which is cool. So you get like the hands on thing. Uh, I know for California, like California universities, you can get free access. Uh, some of the libraries is part of that system. So you, you just have to kind of do some some uh, some some research to find out what places there are. But I know here in the city of Hayward, you get access to it. And that's what I've been doing. So this everything I've been learning, it's been free, which is awesome. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm super excited about it. So if I land this job, I'm really I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Plus, it's, it's going to be remote, even though it's they're based out of Oakland. Uh, but you know, it's a small company, it's a startup company, which I'm excited about because usually those companies like they kind of treat their employees decent, like well, like you're not just another cog in the wheel, like you actually your work get noticed. So I'm excited about that. But we'll see. My interview is on Tuesday, so hopefully by next week I'll I'll hear some positive news. But we'll we'll, like, we'll see. Good luck, man. Yeah, Dude, I've been I've been studying my ass off. It's 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 crazy all the stuff I've been doing. <laughs> all right. Well, but once again, we... I use Coursera, so it's been great. One time. We'll 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 talk after your interview, Blue. For sure. For sure. We gotta we gotta stream up. All right. Oh Ninja, what you got? Uh for me, I'm just trying to keep everything together. So I finished Jedi Survivor finally. Um, right. to uh uh B Boy. Yes, I finally gave Vader that work. And then uh, I completed some of the other because I really I guess I felt like Cronus when he's playing um, God of War. When you're playing the game, I didn't want the game to end. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was living in that world. There was so much to fucking do. I was like, there's fucking, I'm doing cool ass shit. But like some of the cool shit was part of the story. I'm like, fuck, if I do this, I'm probably going to end the game. And sure enough, I fucking did it. But I was, I'm glad I did it because I got other games if I can play it. But it's still fun. I don't want to start over, but they have a new game plus. Uh, or they call it new new journey plus, but same shit. Um, but also there was stuff I didn't finish because there's a lot of shit to do in the fucking game. And uh, I might go back to it, but I started. I went back to Cyberpunk because I never beat it, and I guess the DLC is out next month. So I'm gonna try to beat that. I'm gonna probably pick up Street Fighter Six Monday, maybe maybe Sunday. I have it, but it's still in the plastic. I got I gotta unwrap it. Yeah, I was probably going to pick up a disc version. And then I've been dancing around getting a Switch. So I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I don't think I will. I'm going to probably wait till all everything with my dad's services is finished. And then uh, maybe because we'll see what happens. But for the weekend, I'm uh, just going to probably watch some of these shows. Uh, definitely Strange New World. I already saw they clone Tyrone. I guess there's some other stuff. Oh, Extraction 2. Uh, I haven't seen yet. I know a lot. Some people have been talking about it, but I may check that out. I'm just gonna be taking it easy until like I gotta take care of business. Pretty much. So, yeah. All right. And for me, I had a really good time at Comic Con. So thank you to everybody that came on and and hung out. Uh, special shout out to VZA and Lando and Jamar. We got to see in person. That was super cool. Um, and also Bunny Man, obviously. Um, who is doing really big things. I hope to have him back on the podcast sometime soon and uh, and talk more in depth about how he came to be the CEO of OniForce because our interviews were very short and I look forward to like being able to talk to him more about that because the company looks really cool. I have some other comics and I look forward to uh, buying more of them. Uh, other than that, um, I got two fucking root canals today. So, today? Oh shit. Yeah, today. Oh, shit. Today. God damn. 
How are you still? How are you still? How are you talking? How are you talking? And how are you still? It's fucking Chronos AI. <laughs> no, it is not. Damn. <laughs> this is Cronus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, two rookies. That's what AI would say. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's feathers on my part uh, about my my uh, my dental health, but it's all good. Um, uh, I'm gonna learn from that shit and just floss better and, and brush my teeth better and, and do all the things you're, you're supposed to do the whole time. And also, I think I talked about dental insurance. It's kind of bullshit. So. Uh, if you think you have good dental insurance and you're just paying normal dental insurance, it's probably going to pay at max $2,500. So if you have a, get a lot of dental work done besides like normal cleanings and shit, you're going to be fucked and you might get slapped with an $8,000 bill like me. So there you go. Can you afford $8,000? Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> so if not, uh, take care of your fucking teeth and see them regularly. Mm. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, I got to help my brother out uh, the other day uh, with some stuff and it was good to like hang out with him again so shout out to uh, my, my fireman brother um, and helping out with all of his shit or some of his shit anyway it was uh, it was good seeing him again I, I, I missed the dude and we, we went through some shit last year um, but I think we, we've been on the men for a while and we, things are getting better between me and him. So we'll, we'll figure our shit out and, uh, it'll be all right. And thanks to everybody who's listening and, uh, old ninja, take us out. All right. <clears throat> you just experienced black and black times infinity. The infinity. Thank podcast on the internet. Check us out anywhere and everywhere with B's and BTI. That's B T H A N B T I. Uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, we go live 8.30 Pacific time, uh, 8.30-ish Pacific time on the West Coast. On YouTube, we're live, and we're also live on Twitch now, so we're simulcasting. We're doing big things. We are. Um, check our, our official website, binheadproductions.com, forward slash B's MBTI. Uh, we're on pretty much all the social media stuff, except for threads. We're not on there yet, but we're on um, X we're, now. We're on threads. <laughs> there we are. Are we on threads? Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we're on threads. Well, so we're on threads then. We're on X. Uh, Next, formerly, yeah. We didn't talk yeah, about that. Formerly known as Twitter. Um, you not can for, email us. Not for long, because fuck that. We'll talk about next podcast, but yeah. X is we'll, some oh, yeah. old fucking... It's basically Elon Musk's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that that was his... Next podcast. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, I'm about to say. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, email us at bzbti gmail.com if you want to join our uh, uh, Discord server. Because we got a bunch of shit on there. Like uh, Chrono said, the exclusive stuff from uh, Comic Con is on there if you want to see it and interact and ask questions. It's all on there. And uh, yeah, and you're going to come with it. All right.